It's the Basketball Hall of Fame's Legends Podcast. I'm Kyle Belanger. Joining me today is a legend of the game. A one-time NBA MVP, a two-time NBA champion with the Lakers, just wait, the numbers get bigger, a five-time NBA All-Star, and a man who played 21 professional seasons, 14 in the NBA. He was the second overall pick in 1972, and enshrined into the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in the year 2000. He is, of course, Mr. Bob McAdoo. Mr. McAdoo, thank you again for spending some time with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Bob, I'm wondering, so much of your profile uh, in your story seems so familiar today. A six foot nine center forward, big man with a sweet shooting touch and the ability to stretch the floor. Was Bob McAdoo ahead of his time? Uh, I think so. Uh, I was one of the few centers, center forwards out there that could stretch the floor. And I think because my game was uh, basically ahead of his time, I think that was one of the reasons why I was able to play so long. You know, I mean, of course, injuries factor in that too. But, uh, you know, just being able to shoot from the outside, it took a lot of uh, physical beating off of me from just, you know, most guys, 6'9", six, 6'10", six, had to play inside. And, um, you know, I was slight of build. I wasn't a big 230, 40, 50-pound guy. So it helped me being able to score a lot, you know, being outside and being on the inside constantly my whole career taking that beating. Gosh, it's incredible. I, I I didn't even factor that in. That's so true. The number of elbows that you didn't receive to your kidneys, that, that was just as important as the number, <laughs> the number of shots you were hitting from the outside, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, you, uh, you know, the physical nature of the game uh, definitely plays a part. You know, if, you, if you're banging, uh, you know, and because I did play a lot of center, I was always playing against guys who outweighed me by 20, 30, and 40 pounds, hmm. and if you, you're getting that constant pounding for 10, 11, 14 years, uh, you know, something is going to give, uh, but I didn't have to do that. I kind of used my speed and my outside shots uh, to, to get around a lot of the physical stuff that was happening in that post because, you know, that was a time like the game now has, has uh, you know, game is revolutionized now. You're seeing uh, a small ball. You don't see the big centers like you did in the past, like Kareem, Wilt Chamberlain, Artis Gilmore. I mean, you don't see that type of play anymore. So uh, back in the 70s and 80s, that that was the type of center that was playing. And you, you were going to take a beating if you were in there with somebody that was out weighing you by 20, 30, 40 pounds every night. That's for sure. Your college path also feels a bit ahead of its time. Uh, it's it's re- remarkable. This is uh, such a theme um, with your story. Two years at junior college in Indiana, followed by a single season at North Carolina where you played for Coach Dean Smith. Uh, after that season, in which you guys went to the Final Four and you won the ACC tournament MVP, um, you won early eligibility for the NBA draft. What were those discussions like with Coach Smith uh, and your family about leaving school early? Well, like you said, it was it was something new, something that's uh, everyday occurrence right now. Uh, it was something new, um, and you know what a lot of people don't know 
And Steve Smith encouraged it. He said, you know, if you were going to get drafted very high, be a lottery pick, which he wasn't called in, but if you were going to be top five, top ten pick, and they were going to offer you a certain amount of money, uh, I would certainly need to. So I had his blessing uh, when that happened. Uh, even though the fans weren't happy about it at that time, I don't. I don't think you have that problem now in 2017. But back then, uh, you know, you, you caught hell for leaving. But you know, in my situation, it wasn't like I was. You know, my family was dead broke. You know, I had a, my mother was a teacher, my father was a contractor, my father was getting sick at the time, and I just thought it was the right time for me to leave. Um, and I mean, another factor factored in that too, between my sophomore and before I went to my junior year, I had fractured my ankle in the Pan American games. And I didn't want to take a chance on possibly getting hurt my senior year, which would hurt your value. So I, I knew it was time for me to leave. And I did. And, you know, Everything turned out uh, great for me. Yes, it did. It really did. I mean, I look uh, once again. Your your career became a glimpse into the future in the in the NBA. Not only were you second overall draft selection by the Buffalo Braves, but then you you had the opportunity to play for fourteen years on seven different teams. And again, this is a, one of those things that we talk about all the time now in the NBA. And yet at the time, you were blazing a trail for future players like you. Was Despite the fact that you had the opportunity to play in seven different cities, was there one spot that you wished you had had a chance to stay a little bit longer? Uh, it's something I never really thought about. But I mean, when I look back at it now, uh, my longest steps were my four years in Buffalo and my four years near the end in Los Angeles where I won the two championships in Buffalo is where my career really got started, you know, the scoring championships and the MVP and at the end, uh, Los Angeles, um, I, I, you know, Buffalo was home for me. It's where everything started, but, you know, it was out of my control. We had new ownership that came in and it started changing everything around. We had a young team. We had a fantastic team. We had a team that, that you know, people loved to see because we were fast and quick. Uh, so Buffalo would have been one. And, you know, Los Angeles, where we got to the championship four straight years and we won two out of those four years, I would have loved to have stayed there. So, I mean, it that is, I, I don't think I've ever heard those two used in the same sentence before. That's a great answer. <laughs> yeah. Now you also picked, picked up three titles as a coach, as an assistant with the Miami heat. Can you talk about the transition from Bob McAdoo, the Hall of Fame player, to Bob McAdoo, the coach? Was that easy for you? Yeah, I think it was. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to forget my European campaign. I went over to Italy and played for six and a half, seven years, which uh, 
kind of added on to you know my basketball knowledge. I was able to uh, win Italian and Euro League championships over there. And when I was finished, you know, I just kind of kind of gravitated to basketball because I'd been into it so long. And you know, when I got back to the states, you know, Pat Riley asked me to join him because I was on his first championship team in Los Angeles. He asked me to join him here in uh, Miami in chance that I jumped on and in 95 and I've been here ever since and it's, it's been wonderful. I've been able to win uh, three championships down here in Miami and uh, it, it was just a natural progression from player to coach because I played for so long in, in Europe and in America. And, and I also think too that, uh, and maybe you can correct me on this. Your knowledge of the European game was even more valuable uh, because of the NBA in the 21st century really making yet another transition that looks an awful Macadouian, doesn't it? You get six foot nine guys that can step out and drill the shots all the time, and maybe, maybe that maybe that added knowledge from the European stint certainly helped with X's and O's as well. Well, it, 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 playing wise, it definitely helped me in Europe because if you were six nine because of the way the lane was, uh, because you could play zone in Europe, if you couldn't shoot from the outside as a big guy, you you were kind of lost in the shuffle, and uh, that's that's kind of where it kind of showed me where I was ahead of my time. You know, because I could shoot from the outside. You know, nobody could play a zone around me and uh, trap me in. And it helped me, you know, as far as X's and O's, it did help me with X's and O's. You know, not only that, I got to see some fabulous European players when they were young that eventually made it to the NBA, became great players, great ambassadors for Europe. I mean, it was, it was just a fantastic experience for me. Finally, Bob, what does it mean to be working with the Hall of Fame at this stage in your life? It feels great because it, it, it lets you know that uh, your career meant something. You know, you did something important in your career. Um, you know, I, I was one that, you know, I, I put everything out there on the line, and I was fortunate enough uh, you get the individual accolades, you get the team accolades. I think that's what every player who starts playing the game, who's really into the game, that's what they that's what they want. You know, you you're immortalized forever in the Hall of Fame, and uh, you know I'm, I'm I'm proud of that. You know that I was able to make the Hall of Fame with some of the greatest players that I used to watch on TV as a youngster. And uh, just being a hall—it's just a fantastic feeling uh, to be there. Two-time NBA champion with the Los Angeles Lakers, five-time NBA All-Star, one-time NBA MVP, twenty-one professional seasons, fourteen in the NBA, seven in Europe. The second overall pick by the Buffalo Braves in nineteen seventy-two, and enshrined in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame in the year two thousand. He is Bob McAdoo. Mr. McAdoo, thanks again for your time this morning. This has been an absolute pleasure. Okay, thanks for having me.